This episode of Red Bull Ramp is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Ramp. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the Shun of Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 398. Good tie, bad tie. Good tie, bad tie. Good tie, <laughs> bad tie. You almost could say it was a tale of two ties. Oh. <laughs> say goodnight to the good tie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Red Bull's... Uh, at least they didn't lose. Right. <laughs> uh, but they had a very interesting uh, last two games. First, a 1-1 draw away at Philly, uh, which was a good result considering that they were uh, down to 10 men for, I think it was at least 20 minutes, if not more. Uh, followed up with a 3-3 draw at home, which should not have been anywhere close to 3-3. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into our thoughts on this, uh, Truman, do you have the tweets ready to go? Yeah, tweets from the Philly game. Uh, Creepy Taxi, Steven Santos said, I will still take a draw on the road. Red coach Jay Jeremiah said, they were the strongest side we've seen this season and we were below our level coming in. Combo of weird ref choices and Nealis being overzealous put us behind the eight ball. But what a response. It may only be a point, but but that was a win in the end. And then uh, J-E-R-B-N-Y Bill, Justin says this, says, we have long, if we have Long and Morgan, we win that in a walk. Philly sucks. Well, Philly sucks either way. Philly sucks. It's, 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 yeah, it's Philly. That's a general statement. Um, good job on setting a, a Red Bull on fire. Well, that, that worked out great. All right, so we'll talk about last night. Uh, Pierre Delecto said, ah, that is all for this week. He actually could have left the voicemail this week because like Jay could have actually put that into the show. But Yeah, exactly. Did you guys not put the one in the show last week? Yeah, no, we can we, figure out how. No. <laughs> uh, at Ruchesco said, Shep tipping a bucket of ice on the Slonina MNT hype after Harper's goal was a special moment. Uh, Steven Santos again. We had the nicest day of, of the year and couldn't pull out a win and barely got a draw in the end. While the $8.2 million man scored for Chicago and made it look easy on us. Yeah, get to that. Uh, Jeremiah, we're very clearly left. We've very clearly left the territory where we can say like, oh, hey, we haven't won at home for a few games. Weird, right? We are firmly in the territory of there being a cause. And if we don't figure it out, we're going to get bit by this when it matters. Goddamn amen. And then JM at Gnome Sniper said, another week where we start Barlow and can't score in the beginning of the game. Holy fuck, we can talk about that for sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, let's get into it with our likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, we'll start with you. What did you dislike about these matches? Um... I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's more blown points at home, and I, and I ultimately think this is a trend they can't continue on. Um, I, the wheels are going to come off at some point. I mean, right now they're, I believe, tied for second somehow with like maybe three or four other teams in the uh, East. Uh, but I, I just think this is a pace that's not sustainable. One, they're not going to keep uh, getting results on the road, and they can't keep blowing points at home uh you know it's 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 great they scored three goals granted one of those goals is a fluke um you could even argue that they probably should have scored more goals because there were chances that they had that they bungled because that is what this team does in front of the net inside the 18 um 
So it's uh, to frankly lucky to get out of uh, the game at home with uh, a point. So, uh, I mean, that's what big, I think a couple of weeks ago, I said something like this team is the Nick cage of uh, soccer teams. Are they good? Are they bad? No one really knows. I mean, despite the positive result in Philly, the continued poor results at home have me leaning towards the wheels are going to come off at some point, and this team is not a good team. They need somebody who can put goals away consistently, and they quite simply – oh, I mean, granted, I guess you could say that was not the problem last night. I mean, defense was the problem, but, you know, it's just – I don't know. I, I feel like this is going to – it's going to be ugly soon. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I'm just going to bring it up as my dislike is that we have three designated players. Uh, we only saw two of them, and they only come in in the second half because I know the schedule is getting a little, little overloaded, and I guess the thought process was, well, it's only Chicago, right? Well, you haven't won a game at home. And so I don't know what to tell you from why couldn't you have started those guys in the first half. And I, I, I bet – I know as much as Pat loves to destroy Klamala, I bet he probably could have buried that ball if it was put on his feet instead of Tom Barlow's in the very beginning off that free kick. I bet you he could have probably could have put that in the net. Absolutely, poppycock. I I think Roy Miller could have put that in the net. That is absolutely a fucking (laughs) abysmal. I mean, you could have started the game off with a goal, really put the momentum on your side. Um, that that's the problem. Three designated players again. Uh, one we know is probably hurt. We don't really know how much. We don't. Again, we don't really get told anything. Um, the guy's barely played. Injured now. He's injured, and then and then these other two are not on the field. I, I'm so sick of seeing Tom Barlow start games. Plain and simple. Would Medi Bellucci have put that in the uh, in the back oh, of the fuck night? Fuck yeah, he would have. What a Mac Kanji. Mac Kanji would have probably scored. All right, I'm trying to think of some other old-timey Red Bulls. Uh, Jorge Rojas might not have scored. Uh, Lothar Mouthhouse. He would have booted it straight up in the air. <laughs> Luke Rogers. Oh, 100%. He would have, oh, Luke he, Rogers, definitely. He would have gone into the net with the ball. <laughs> like He would have just cannonballed himself in with the ball. And then he would have head-butted the ref. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so just... Just so we're clear on standings, um, Red Bulls are technically fifth, although we're tied. In, there are four teams tied at 20 points. The only reason we're fifth is because we have one less win than the other three. Um, my dislike is the the issue we've had at home was teams with bunker, right? And that's kind of the bane of the of the Red Bulls over since the start of the Jesse Marsh era is. We can't seem to break down teams at Bunker. Chicago did not play to that. Chicago was like, fuck this, we're going to take this game. And when they played into the style that the Red Bulls need their opponents to play, we got three goals. But we also got our worst defensive performance of the year. Uh, I'm not saying we deserved it to win that game. But, I mean... <laughs> sorry... Pat, Pat had uh, brought his fiance into the episode, oh, apparently. She's <laughs> um, making but, me cookies. Make sure to send some our way. Uh, <laughs> not not saying that we deserve to win that game, but we, given our track record this year, should not have given up three goals. Before this game, we were less than one goal per game uh, conceded. Now we are back to exactly one. Well, you know, going back to what Truman said, and to your point, I mean, like I think they did start a weaker lineup. I mean, John Tolkien been a shutdown. I don't want to say shutdown, but a very productive left back uh, for this team. I mean, Lewis, you know, Lewis Morgan. I'm a fan. I know some fan, people aren't. Um, he played left back in this game. You know, He's out of position. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, it's the rotating. The they probably. Like Truman said, I think they thought like they looked past Chicago and they should not have. And maybe that also leads to the the very obvious question: Why is our depth terrible this year? Yeah. Right, it's, we've returned most of the starters from last year, and you presume with a year under their belt, they, those starters would be 
uh, pretty much ready to go for Gerhard Struber. So you go out and get these designated players. That should mean that we now have some sort of depth, and apparently we don't. I mean, Cam- Cameron Harper, not, he wasn't great. He got a goal because of a very bad goalkeeper play, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, Ooh. both Mark. of our starting forwards pro- really didn't produce. We, Mark, we got yeah, lucky, got but... Yeah. But, yeah, so that's my dislike. It's just that, like, the one time an opponent comes into our building and plays the way we want them to play, and they destroy us defensively. Like, for example, I, I, I think it was the last goal. I don't know where the fuck Aaron Long was. He was nowhere near the back line. I, I know, they, I know really he let him just dribble with the ball, like, right in front, right on the line. I mean, just doing what they're, they were just doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I know Aaron Long likes to get forward now late in games, but when you are defending a, a, a 2-2 scoreline at home, that's not the time for you to go 50 yards up the field and leave a – at the time, makeshift back line because we have guys out with injuries, guys out with red cards. Don't leave them to handle everything by themselves. Well, the, I, I mean, it's I, just. I don't think that's long freelancing. I mean, I think that's. But that's that's definitely, that's, that's a tactic that, issue. What's it? Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, the way you made it sound like you made it sound like it was Lawn's fault, but I think it's more. That's certainly. I think that's more Struber who, because I certainly I've noticed that <clears throat> Long playing a the third forward or whatever has been a thing ever since uh, Struber has been on board because he played, he was a forward in, in college, if I'm not mistaken. And you know what? That's, and then I'm no problem with that when it's like late in the game when we're already up like two goals or something like that. Mm. But when you're defending either a one goal lead or you are fighting to get the lead back, that's not the time for the tactic. No, and I especially think I, I I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I, I think especially since I think uh, Long is very good at putting out fires in the back as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't. We had what Sean Nealis as the center back at that that moment in time. I don't know who the left back was because um, Morgan was taken out. I don't no, remember. It was, who, it was Jason Pendon at the end of the game. Okay, I don't remember who was on the right side, but I mean. What does it tell you that I couldn't remember two thirds of that back line with long missing towards uh, the game? When Chicago got that third goal, it was uh, it was uh, Pendant, uh, Nealis, uh on the right was um, Edwards, and then um, filling in long spot for, and botching the clearance was Frankie Amaya. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's just you finally get to play the way you want to play, and then you shit the bed defensively. Of course, you're not going to win the game at that point. Yeah. All right. Anything that we like about these uh, two games? Truman, you can go first. Well, I'll say this. They they played with two forwards in the second game. They scored three goals. I, I've been beating this drum. Now, unfortunately, one of them's name was Tom Barlow. So that that is, again, a problem. But. I I know. I know no one likes traditional 4-4-2s. I fucking love it. I love seeing two forwards. I think it spreads the defense out just a little bit. The problem is we have to have the guys that were paying big money in in a two-forward situation. That I mean, I I I just want to see it. Can I just see it once and see if it's a recipe for success? And I think it will be. I think you have to have two talented players out there. Uh, so you can spread that defense. You don't have to focus on one guy. No one has to focus on Tom Barlow, clearly. Uh, but I, I, I think two forwards are equals more goals, and that's what we saw last night. Uh, I guess my like is that, yeah, I mean, you can say nothing else about the team. They're certainly resilient. I mean, you know, came back, got a goal with a man down uh, against Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, when Chicago th- uh, scored that third goal, I sure as hell thought it was over, and they quickly got a third goal tied up. So, uh, they're nothing else but resilient. There's no question about that. So hats off to them for battling back each time. Yeah, I mean, if this is last year, we lose both those games. So mm-hmm. yeah. as as much as I can I read on the defense, I just to say it, it's an improvement to say we lose those games last year, but we at least get a point this year. Whether or not yeah, you're I mean, at home, I mean yeah. – Two two games on the road, um, down a man, and they got points out of both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Afterthoughts. 
will will the real New York Red Bulls stand up at some point? <laughs> when when is this going to happen? When are we going to see the actual team? A, a month from now? Two months from now? Who the hell knows? When when are we going to see this real team uh, with all these players in the field? Because that's until we see that, we're not going to really know what this team is. A usually good defensive team, yes. A uh, team with a good keeper, yes. Midfield and, and, and forwards, I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know. We're seeing flashes of brilliance from guys, but it's just, it's not enough to say, wow, they can be a real contender to playoffs yet. Yeah. I mean, all I can say is Lukinas, he he's legit. I mean, yes. Yes. He, fucking, he's legit. Absolutely. Uh, I, I felt like in these games he was trying to just take it all on himself when he was coming in. Yeah. Especially in the Philly game, he scored that goal, and I felt like he was like, you know what, I'll I'll just fucking keep the ball and just do something. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, mean, I guess my only thought is really about a Chicago player. It's the goalkeeper Gaga Solino, who's been called up by Poland, uh, despite being American. He's 17 years old. Um, apparently, he can't be cap tied even if he plays in a game with Poland this upcoming uh, international window. But uh, after this game, and I believe he had actually had a gaff in the last game. He did not, yeah. So not ready for international duty. He he had a game losing gaff. That's what uh, Shep and Kanji were saying. Mm-hmm. So Gaga not, Gaga's not ready. <laughs> but, the games the, the games coming up this summer they they're not technically classified as like an A level competition, right? Because they're all friendlies. Uh, no, apparently it is Nations League in Europe. But I, I was listening to I forget what show. I think it was Total Soccer Show, and they were saying something like. The only way for Gaga to be captured is if he started all four games for Poland. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not a total soccer show. They're the ones who gave me the information. Maybe FIFA made some like, weird workaround for the Nations League where it's like, you got like four of these matches equal one A-level match or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, my afterthought, which it doesn't really affect me at the, because – I was not in the TV market, and I know in the group chat at least Truman responded to this. But how, if you were the New York Red Bulls or MLS, do you let MSG move your game to MSG Plus for post-game coverage? Not even with, a, like, with only a few minutes left in the game. Yeah. Now, if it was like, okay, the Rangers have a late start or something, okay. It sucks, but at least it's a game where it's fucking post-game coverage. I mean, L ESPN has preempted game starting because they had, I think at one point it was like women's college basketball on on like a weeknight or something like that that got in the way. Like, it ever since the Heidi Bowl, it's always been etiquette that if you are broadcasting a live sporting event, you do not move or cut away from that coverage. And and I used to work um, in an area, uh, there was parts of West New, West New Jersey where it was Service Electric that had MSG and not MSG Plus. So if I lived in a house there and I'm watching that game, I'm not seeing the end. So I did record the game because uh, I had work last night. I got the whole game in on my recording, so... I mean, was it certain MSGs where it MSG, with with like three minutes left, they had a, a banner on the bottom, and Ken, and Steve Kangelosi himself said that the coverage would be moving to MSG Plus. Okay, I saw the whole game. That's all I can say. So unless we just happened to squeeze it under the wire or something like that, yeah, actually, know what it was? I think the Rangers went to overtime, so they didn't have to move it. Oh, that's possible. But um, just the fact that they were ready to do it, yeah, because they did have to go to overtime. But they were, I mean, they were ready to move it. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I, uh, I will say it let's did not cu- happen. <laughs> let's cut the dudes talking. All right, I know we're going to interrupt this game for people talking. Mm-hmm. You can't wait five minutes to see guys talk. <clears throat> All right, any other afterthoughts for this game? Or games, plural? I- I, you know, I think we were all very excited after that game in Philly, and this was just fucking. Last night was a major letdown. 
Well, that's that's what it is every week. Major, at least every, major letdown. Every week we go on the road, we come away looking somewhat impressive, and then you figure, no, this is the final of the week that we uh, break out of the home funk, and then we don't. And if that wasn't the game, what is? Who the hell knows? What is? Maybe one coming up next week? Well, it's a... <laughs> it's an away game this week. Oh, wait, true. That's just, it's not every arena, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, predictions. Truman is solely in first place with eight points. Yay. He got the draw Back. in Philly. Back. I'm in second with seven. Pat is in uh, third with one. Because he keeps predicting one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I'm doing it for the whole season, baby. Whole season. <laughs> Uh, oh. The podcast's back. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we all got together, so. <laughs> we'll have to make sure we're here in two weeks, though, because it's episode 400 at that point. Woo! Um, thought, it's, it, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't pull out the Wayne in Philly, only so we could say, fuck everybody, we are the only team to ever do this, where we win seven straight on the road, but. You knew it wasn't going to happen. I, there wasn't a chance in hell that this organization was going to break that record. I mean, I had to predict it just because I, I, I couldn't go against it for now. But oh, um, this I put this uh, stat in the our little chat last night. The New York Rebels are the first team in MLS history to now win their first six away games and not win their first six home games in MLS history. What was that, Pat? You kind of were muted. Still muted. Yep. Which still. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Love it. Nope. Nope. We're just going to watch it. We're going to look. Yep. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought the stat was unbeaten. Six uh, unbeaten. Let me six, check first it. six games unbeaten on the road and then six games at home uh, without a win, something like that. Oh, is that what it is? Because I thought we've already I thought we had won six going into last night or going into the weekend. But I, I know they posted the stat last night. Either way at that. There's a button on this thing that I must have sat on. The good news is though, and we're gonna talk about it later. For all you fans watching all going, actually going to those home draws and home losses, you're going to get your money back. Don't worry. We're, we're going to get to it shortly. You're going to get that money <laughs> yeah. back, baby. Okay. So, yeah. Hey. So, you're, so, you're right. Octa Jack, it was first first team in MLS to go six unbeaten on the road and six without a win at home. Mm-hmm. So. What a stat. What a team. At least we made some history. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Rebels' next match, which will be at Inter Miami uh, this Sunday, May 22nd, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, broadcast possibly on MSG? Question uh, mark. ESPN if you, Plus, if you're not in the area. Uh, Inter Miami comes into the game with a 3-3-6 record for 12 points, minus 10 goal differential, uh, number 12 in the East. And uh, Pat's checking his TV lineup right now to see if they're on MSG. I was just—it was just a joke, Pat. Shut up. <laughs> well, they might have—they might have Rangers post, 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 post game coverage, and Knicks pre, 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 pre games. You know, it's not pre game. It's Knicks replay. Number ninety-five plus. Thank you very much. Oh, is it MSG plus? Yeah. Okay, because the Red Bulls website just says MSG. Yeah. All right. So Truman, as you're now in the lead, you get to go first. What's your prediction for Saturday? Or sorry, Sunday. Oh God, this team makes no no sense, and they're going to win this game for no reason whatsoever. Uh, I think Patrick Clamalo is going to start, and he's going to score a goal and shock Pat into a coma. Um, Again, there's no reason for them to win this game, but I think they're going to um, because Miami is dumb. Uh, That's really the reason. Oh God! I have to give a score. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my quick Miami research. Oh right, they stink. Um, I'm gonna say 
uh, let's give it a 3-1 win. How about that? How does 3-1 sound? Keep scoring three goals. Right, sorry, I got to check something real quick. Okay. <clears throat> I, I was going to make a joke about Phil Neville's jersey number, but that's just too crazy. So, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't realize what the jersey number was. I'm glad I looked it up because, yeah. I'm uh, whistling. Her, I'm whistling at hockey. Okay, for anybody wondering, Phil Neville's jersey number was 18. And I was going to say it's going to be, at that case, 8-1 Red Bulls, which, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I think we're going to win on the road against because it's Miami, but no, we're not that good. Um, uh, let's see. Miami sucks. I don't know what their home record is, but I can't be the same as Truman. So uh, we'll go 4-1. Maybe we'll get get some luck here and and get some scoring going. Sorry, so, Pat and I are watching the biggest gut punch oh, yep. in NHL history yep. right here. <laughs> That's why I whistled. Yep. Oh, how about being the home team, tie game going to overtime, and the away team scores with 3.8 seconds left. That's and they're gonna And the Lightning are going to go up 2 nothing on the road going yeah. back to Tampa. Yeah. They're going to win the another f- fucking cup, aren't they? What the fuck do you do as a fan at that point? What do you do? 3.8 seconds. How does Florida have a good hockey team? No one knows. Two good hockey teams, I guess. <laughs> so, Pat, your prediction. Are you staying with 2-1 loss or are you going to change it up? Uh, I am going to go with a 2-1 loss because the <laughs> Owl is not going to be back. Um, I'm sure they exterminated it. If the Owl shows up, I could be wrong, but I'm just going to assume the Owl is not coming back. <laughs> Um, and obviously because I can't believe in the team or else they will, they will lose for sure. And, uh, although I got, maybe I got to start reversing my predictions for the home game since that's not, doesn't seem to be working, but <laughs> oh, oh, we'll see here. Pat, if the Red Bulls win this game, will you adopt an owl from the, uh, I'm going to send you a link to where you can adopt an owl. Will you adopt an owl? I got a wedding to pay for, man. I'll adopt an owl after the wedding. How's that? Uh-huh. No, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. Now, how, how much do the owl adoptions cost? I'm going to tell you right now. Does you not talk, matter. You guys talk, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you how much it costs. Does it does not matter. Because here's my rationale. Truman and I need to get you a wedding gift at some point. <gasps> oh <laughs> wow! You also <laughs> take my fiance a wedding gift, and I don't think she wants an owl. Let me. Does she like? <laughs> Owls. Let me ask you a question. Honey, do you like owls? <laughs> How much do you like owls? I feel like she said no, but I had my headphones on. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So while Truman looks up the owl adoption prices, let's move on. Um, Red Bull's second game next week, they will be taking on uh, newly formed Charlotte FC at quote home in the U.S. Open Cup, uh, the game is actually can be played at uh, MSU Soccer Park. As it should be. I don't remember the why for why they. Because 500 fans in Red Bull Arena doesn't make any sense. Right? No, there was actually a scheduling conflict. I can't remember what it was. I think it's what? being used for like graduations or something. That, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> Which well, still 500 fans in, in, in Red Bull Arena doesn't make any sense. So. <laughs> well. The graduation will be better attended than an open cup. I was going to say. All right. Uh, that game is uh, Wednesday, May 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, in MLS, Charlotte has a uh, respectable record of 4-1-7, and seven, which is 13 points, minus five goal difference, number nine in the East. That's, again, very good for a uh, expansion team. I'm pretty sure Charlotte is finally – you know, doing well. I'm sorry, uh, Cincinnati. Yep. It only took them how many years to get to middle of the table in the East? Yeah. yeah. No golden spoon for them or wooden spoon for them. Uh, let's see. Uh, last two games in the Open Cup. In the third round, they had a one nothing win at Miami FC. And in the round of 32, a 5-1 win at the Richmond Kickers. 
no official predictions for cup contests, but anybody, I, let me phrase it. German, do you want to give uh, thoughts, predictions, whatever, for the uh, Dopamine Cup game? Yeah, thoughts. It only costs 35 bucks to an adopt. Oh, sorry, it's going $35 to an adopt an owl. Ooh, there for, you go. Forever? Yep. You get an adoption certificate with a color photo of your resident, story of the resident, information on the chosen species, one-year subscription to our e-newsletter, and one free pass to the refuge, which, of course, is the Woodford Cedar Run uh, Wildlife Refuge in Jersey. So there you go. 35 bucks. Uh, oh, no, they'll probably win this game. Oh, they'll win this game. So, you know, right. it's really so, stupid. So, sorry, with the owls. If it's 35, mm-hmm. you and I can team up and get two, one for Pat, one for uh, the fiance. Absolutely. You just can't adopt uh, Nazar because I've already adopted him last year mm-hmm. after our win on Miami. So, Nazar is mine. No one else is allowed to have Nazar. <laughs> All right. Well, if, if, my, if, if, if we beat Miami, yeah, I'll adopt an owl to make sure you're once that thing, the magnet with the owl's face gets to my apartment. Yes. I'll take a picture of the magnet, me and my super thrilled fiance with our adapted owl. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. We'll post on the Rebel Rant Twitter account. And, and I also like to mention that Charlotte fans, because as we know, they're they're new and they're dumb. Um, <laughs> they did not. They couldn't comprehend. A bunch of them on Twitter did not know why we were not playing at Red Bull Arena. It's because they're stupid idiots. I mean, that's really why they couldn't comprehend it. And I don't think they quite now know how the Open Cup works yet. They're going to figure it out. That wouldn't surprise me. Oh, my first year as a fan, I thought it mattered. Yeah. yeah. And I learned. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about mattered or just understanding how it works in general? Because it sounds like it's the second part of the of that first Charlotte fans. Yeah, they're like, well, we, well, why didn't, why didn't the, why did the USSF uh, put it in Charlotte at because so we can play in our football stadium? Yeah. They're like, I don't think you know how any of this works. Was it a coin flip? I don't remember now. Random draw. Yeah. Well, random draw for I'm not random draw. It's uh what was it? The the four teams for the region and they drew from that. Right. Oh, they're just so stupid. Yeah. Either way, I predict the Rebels win four nothing, so that way my bad juju goes on to this team and then we don't have to talk to you about the open cup anymore. I'm gonna laugh if they win four nothing though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, New York Red Bulls two, uh, absolute Bad. garbage. <laughs> one, one and eight, four points, minus twelve goal difference, dead last in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship, whatever it's called. So reinforcements are not on the way. <laughs> no, uh, their last match they lost to uh, previously last placed Hartford Athletic three two. Uh, the next match is uh, Saturday, May 21st at Indy 11. Odds on getting the red card. So here's a question, Pat. Is there betting allowed on the US champ- USL Championship and like prop bets and stuff? Uh, maybe. Uh, I, f- I feel like there's a, there should be a prop bet for Red Bulls to getting a red card. And it would be almost, <laughs> e- <laughs> amazing. It'd be almost even money. Yeah, see if I can get onto my account on my... If you keep going, I'll look this up. We'll, we'll get to the betting corner. That's you keep looking up until we get to the betting corner. <laughs> exactly. You may need to have prop bets to the betting corner, by the way. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, I'll find a prop. All right. Gotham FC uh, did not play last weekend. Their match against the North Carolina Courage was postponed. Was that because of the storm that came through the area last weekend? Because Truman, do you happen to know? Uh, okay, I wasn't sure. If you, oh yeah. no, no, wait, wait, no, I do know why. I do know why. Uh, that game was canceled because I believe there was a lot of COVID. Um, uh, okay. Positive tests. I think that's what it was. Because they canceled it maybe like two hours before the game. Yeah, so. I just I, I somehow remember it popping up my phone and I was like, I wonder if the Red Bull got canceled, thinking it was the storm that came through. That no, it was. It was a large amount of positive uh, COVID tests, I believe. Okay. That is why. Uh, so no change in, in points, but they dropped to number nine in the NWSL since other teams had played. Uh, their next match is Sunday, May 22nd, versus uh, Racing Louisville at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Ooh. <clears throat> All right. 
that now takes us to the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. So we got a lot here. Mm. And Pat was put, the one that put it all in. He was actually proactive from sending an agenda today. So, Pat, where would you like to start on your uh, dumping ground list? Well, I guess we should probably start with Rebel News first, which is that on July 30th, uh, Barcelona is going to visit Red Bulls uh, at Red Bull Arena. Uh, the game against Colorado that was originally scheduled that night will be delayed, I believe, until August 2nd. Um, but so, hey, if you got, I think as Truman said, you got season tickets and you want to get rid of uh, at least one ticket, you probably pay for your season tickets with that one Heck game. Heck, yeah. You are definitely 100% you are making your money back on that on this game. Because this isn't like Sevilla or, you know, even like an AS Roma. This is Barcelona. And who even – I mean, I don't think it's going to matter who plays in that game because you're probably not going to see any big stars. Um, people are paying big bucks to see that team play in the New York area. Get your money back. You're going to get it back. Yeah, my – my seatmate is going, so I'm probably going in that game. Get your money back. Yeah. The real question is, will that be the Red Bull's first home win of the year? <laughs> My money's on yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh, yeah, so I guess I got to keep going. All right, cool. Do your uh, topics. All right, well, I guess the other big news this week is that uh, the U.S. Uh, men's national team, women's team, and U.S. soccer are all agreed to equal pay. Which is uh, awesome. Congratulations. That's the way it fucking should be. It's the thing. So we got to make sure this is clear. So what that means is, especially when it comes to World Cup money, the whatever money is won by the women's and men's teams is now going to get put into a single pool, and everybody gets paid out of that. Mm-hmm. I like so basically, pools. the men are giving money to the women. So okay, just my point. Well, the, but but there is the women are also giving up guaranteed contracts. There's no longer going to be U U.S. national team contracts for women's players. Yeah. They're going to have to play their way into the team like the men do. So okay. they they're giving up guaranteed salary for this. So the, Here, there's a trade off. My thought is if someone wants to get if you want to get equal pay, I, hey, look whatever, fight for every cent you think you're worth. I don't give a shit about that. I'm never going to behoove anyone to do that. Don't take money out of a fellow competitor's pocket. That's my only thought. U.S. soccer should cover that that um, that difference. Gap. Not the men. That, that's my only thing. I, well, I don't think that's fair. The money is coming out of the men's pocket to cover to make equal pay. That's just that's my only thought. I don't think that's fair at all. And I, I mean, and from my understanding, from what it, the rumors have gotten out there, there's a lot of men on that team who agree. <laughs> I mean, really, the root of the issue is FIFA here, right? Because in theory, U.S. Soccer, U.S. soccer doesn't control the amount of money, so it's more of again, women's the women's World Cup does not make as much money as the men's World Cup. It doesn't. I'm Maybe. not. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that's where. But like the everyone issue wants is. to blame. I'm just saying everyone wants to blame FIFA for having a huge prize pool for, you know, the men's World Cup and a lower prize pool for the uh, women's World Cup. But you know what? In Africa, they're watching the men's World Cup. They're not watching the women's World Cup. You know, it is what it is. And to be fair, again, they all agreed to it. So, I mean, ultimately, who gives a shit? They, you know, it's they're the people, um, you know, negotiating the deal, all agreed to deal. What the hell is any outsider going to say? Whatever. I mean, I just I just don't think taking them, taking the money out of a fellow competitor's pocket. I don't believe that is fair at all. I believe U.S. soccer, because one argument I always thought was uh, valid uh, was that U.S. soccer is a not for profit. So therefore. You know, the idea of saying equal percentage of what you bring in doesn't matter because you're a not-for-profit. You need not-for-profits sometimes support things that are lesser, shall we say, in what they bring in revenue-wise. Um, so I understood that. So in other words, I just think U.S. soccer should cover that gap, not the men. That, that's, that's my only thought. That's why I don't – I personally don't think it's a fair deal from that, from that standpoint. Yeah, it's – there's a lot of nuance to this one. Um, I am generally on the same page with you. I think U.S. soccer really should be the one footing the bill. I mean, Lord knows they make enough money through the TV contracts exactly. to make up for yeah. it. Um, and 
I mean, they created or they own like fifty percent of Soccer United marketing, right? So like, there's that, that money. Ex- does that exist anymore? I feel like that doesn't exist anymore. I, I I'm not sure. I thought it did. Okay. Let's find out. It either doesn't exist or doesn't have as much influence as it once did. It might be the second part because it looks like it's still. Okay, here we go. This is an article from 2021. Uh, U.S. Soccer and uh, Soccer United Marketing Parting Ways After 20 Years. Okay, all right. So uh, the current deal between the two ends in at the end of this year, and at that point, that's it. Yeah, well, there you go. So, I mean, at that point, that shouldn't there be more money for the Federation that they could use to, to equal out the, the pay? Because <clears throat> yeah. now you're not splitting that, that media rights profit with somebody else. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that... I was going to say, honestly, the biggest... The thing I'm most curious about is the NWSL and all this, right? NWSL, to a degree, was propped up with national team players who were being paid by U.S. soccer, not by the NWSL. Yeah, so I I would be shocked to see more uh, national teamers go to Europe. Uh, Well, I mean, many of them already have. Um, So, you know, we'll see because, I mean, we all know that NWSL is a bit cash-strapped for sure. But players like Rose Lavelle, who still have a few years left in the tank, mm-hmm. right? If she wants to stay in the team, now she doesn't have a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So she's got to start. She's got to find a place where she can prove her worth and fight for a spot on the team still. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, now I'm just kind of curious what's going to happen to the NWSL, given that the women's players are going to start basically treating it like the men do where it's a stepping stone to something bigger if they want to stay on a national team. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you know, we'll see. Ultimately, we'll see. I mean, well, I think I think it's more, uh, I don't know. I mean, because, like, part of me is like, yes, it's partially, I don't know, because part of me, like, feels like uh, just based, I mean, because we, we already know our team is dominant because of dominant, uh, Title Nine Canada, similar issue. Uh, we have available, you know, um, opportunities that just simply don't exist in other countries uh, for women to play sports. So uh, even some of the more developed countries. Uh, so that's why we, we are so damn good at uh, soccer on the women's side. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, are they going to be fine if they stay in WSL or be better to go to Europe? Oh, yeah, I don't. Maybe uh, for like five years it won't change much, but after that yeah. it might. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's going to change. I mean, because you know, for example, I mean, I think more and more, you know, the women's game is certainly growing. There's no question about that. At least in the in the West. Um, so I mean, I, I think the competition is going to get better in more countries, and uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like two months ago or something like that, where the women's version of Barcelona versus Real Madrid sold out the uh, Bernabeu Stadium. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, even even if it's a, a one-off, that still shows that there's massive support for that. There's a potential for the support over there. It's growing, for sure. There's yeah. no question about that. I mean, I feel like the last the last Women's World Cup, there was like, uh, I don't know, this is a Women's World Cup, or there was like a few teams like, oh, oh, they're making a push, and they were never good before, you know? So it's like... Uh, you know, maybe the, between the World Cups and the Olympics, I think between the two of them, it was kind of. Yeah, there were some teams. There was like, oh, all right, there we go. So, all right, we move it on. Oh, still want good. us, still want us to win, but you know, <laughs> you know, mind if an extra exciting game or two. Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess next in the dumpy ground uh, will be Messi is reportedly going to be coming to Inter-Miami in 2023. Now, apparently his, I believe I read or heard that his camp has denied he ever said that. Uh, but let's just assume it's happening. All I know is I'm not selling my Miami ticket for uh, when he visits <laughs> Red Bull Arena. That's for sure. I don't care. I mean, like, I, I don't even care if it's a 36, 37-year-old Messi. I'm seeing fucking Messi. Um 
Right, any thoughts on that? We'll see. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. imagine he's going to come. If, if he's going to come to MLS, you really think he wants to go to Inter-Miami? Well, uh, apparently, uh, one part of it was apparently he'll get a stake in the team. Uh, I don't know. Oh, so he gets the Beckham treatment. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's Beckham, it's Miami. I mean, it's it's plausible. Yeah, it's plausible. Uh, then I guess the final thing is that 19-year-old Bayern Munich reserve uh, forward Malik Tillman is apparently going to declare for the United States, uh, according to his German U21 coach. Um, so, I mean, he's played only like a, a very few games for Bayern himself, uh, has played for the most part for Bayern too. Um, but he's a forward. We need goal scoring. So who the hell knows? Uh, I don't. I don't actually fully expect him to be a part of the 2022 World uh, Cup team. But what are you going to do? So there you go. Interesting news. All right. I, I have one tidbit before we move on. I was watching a YouTube video last night uh, about uh, Fulham's uh, stadium, Craven Cottage, right? And I was watching this video. With these guys taking a, like a walkthrough tour of the stadium. Blah blah blah. Anyway. Uh, the one guy was an American, and he brought up one Tim Ream, who we all know and love, Ooh. former Red Bull. And according to the guy who works at the stadium, the tour guide, Tim Ream is a legend at Fulham right now. The man is an absolute yeah. legend. He's, like, adored by the fans. Um, when they walked into the locker room, they had his one of his jerseys hanging in there. They also had Brian McBride's jersey hanging in the locker room, which was cool to see. Um, but just, just for those who are wondering how Tim Ream's doing, apparently very well at Fulham. They absolutely love the guy, and uh, last I checked, uh, they're moving on up this year. Well, this this like is he's like gone up and down with them like two times now, right? So, I mean, yeah, I can understand if he, if he stuck with them through getting promoted and relegated and promoted again, that they, they could see him as a legend. Uh, he's the new Fulham USA. <laughs> he's bringing it back. There you go. Well, uh, Anthony Robinson's on the uh, phone as well. They're bringing I'm, it back. I'm sorry, Jedi Robinson. All right. Just anything else? One more American. No, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, no. Okay. No, real quick. Real quick. Red Bull Racing in Spain this weekend. So there you go. All right. Uh, now it's time for Pat's Betting Corner. Uh, Jay said he wanted a prop bet, so uh, Carlos Vela scores first in the Columbus LAFC match. How's that? <laughs> sure. I was thinking Red Bulls <laughs> that works. Let's click on the first game I saw. He gets what he gets. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. All right. So you want to talk about your regular, uh, what was it, three-game three parlay is what you usually do? No, I haven't done that in a while. It's because I've failed them all the time. <laughs> okay. So we're done with that. We're just the prop bet for this week. We're just doing a prop bet this week. Carlos Vela scores first. Okay. I don't even think he's been that good lately, but whatever. <laughs> all right. That brings us to our last segment, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. I got to say, there's, there's no one really that terrible. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what to pick here. I've been scrolling through everything. I was going through some games. Um, I, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? San Jose beating the Timbers? That's so bad. Can I can I make a suggestion? Instead of terrible team of the week, terrible referee of the week. Okay. Uh, apparently, the Sporting Kansas City-Colorado match just went completely bonkers with four red cards in second-half stoppage time. Well, oof. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find the referee. Probably not. Uh, but yeah, apparently, from what I saw on Reddit, um, he was not in control at all during the game. And then basically, um, there's a hard foul, and it just started like this so- somewhat big fight. And he handed out, let's see. So I'm going to read off every single card handed off starting in the 90th minute. Uh, yellow card to Colorado defender Lawless. Uh, no, you know what's correct. I'm not going to say names because I'm going to fuck them up. Uh, yellow card to a Colorado defender 90th minute. 90 plus one. Red 
a red card or technically a second yellow to a different Colorado defender. 90 plus one, yellow card to Colorado midfielder number 11. 90 plus three, yellow card to Colorado midfielder 66. 90 plus six, straight red to Colorado midfielder 66. Uh, 90 plus six, straight red to Kansas City defender number three. 90 plus nine, straight red to Kansas City striker number 20. Let me just stop that, playing the game at that point. That's that's a referee who just lets shit get out of hand. It's probably just big old Frankus. You just got to stop it. Oh, yeah. He handed out more cards in stoppage time than the rest <laughs> of the game because it was one, two, three. He handed out four cards the rest of the game. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Oh, I did. I did forget that. Um, not this past results, but the weekend before, um, Portland did beat Sporting Kansas City seven to two. I almost forgot about that game. That that is rather embarrassing. Sure is. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Kansas City's on the best slide right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're second to last in the West. <laughs> also, do you guys know who's in first place in the West? Awesome yeah. FC. Yeah. Our man Felipe. Legend, okay. Red Bull rant legend Felipe. Did he scored a uh, goal with his face? He did. Ah. He scored like five goals with his face. I believe Blood it. The junkus. So, what I find kind of interesting if I look at the standings one, two, three, we eight, stink. Five, six, seven, eight. Well, we don't really stink because we're, we're we're three points away from tying Austin for. So there are eight teams within three points of the, the current Shield leaders across both conferences. Parity, baby. Fucking feel it and embrace it. And Austin is only number one because they have one more goal scored than LAFC. Love it. That's a fucking team right there. All right, all right, all right. All right. Anything else before we wrap up? No, there's nope. fucking hockey on, dude. Okay. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash rebelrant. $1 a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything we decide to do. You can email us redbullrent at gmail.com. Call us 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, YouTube Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Yeah, prove Miami is a pile of rubbish. All right. Can you at least do that for us? <laughs> I, I, I think you can. I don't think it's too, too much of a big ask. Just go out there uh, Sunday night and win. Uh, yeah, why not prove me wrong you, and just that's do right, something? You wrong. <laughs> All right. So for Pat, Truman, and myself, this was episode 398 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Go Calgary Flames. Lights. Hey!